This is an audio-only version of the video series broadcast on YouTube. If you want to experience Me, Myself, and Die as it was originally intended, search for Me, Myself, and Die on YouTube, Facebook, or Rumble. The playlists for all the seasons of the show can be found there. And now, Me, Myself, and Die. I think that they're going to just go very slow. And what happens to a ghost if he falls anyway? <laughs> it's not like he can die. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome back once again to Me, Myself, and I. I am, as always, your intrepid host, player, and game master, Trevor DeVal. As always, if you enjoy what you see here today, please don't forget to hit like and subscribe. When last we left Simon of Argistan and friends, they had arrived at Argistan only to discover that Simon's father, Roland, was dead. Was a ghost who did not know he was dead. Sherilyn manifested and tried to attack him, as that is her want, uh, being the ex-head of the Order of the Purifying Flame, whose job it is is to destroy undead. Ironically, I know, herself being a ghost. Uh, she tried to attack Simon's father, but Simon shot her in the back and discorporated her entirely, not destroying her forever, however. We know that Sherilyn can survive an attack from Stonebolt. She will be back, but when? That is the question that we will probably find an answer out today. Simon realized that the only way to put his father's soul at rest was to bring him to the body, which presumably is somewhere in the Black Oak Forest, and convince him that he's dead and that he needs to sort of go bye-bye now. Uh, in order to do that, he enlisted the help of his father's old friend, Morele, who is this drunken forester who used to be a good friend of uh, Roland's. So, we begin in the Black Oak Forest shortly after Simon and company have left Argiston behind. Now, there's a couple of threads here I just want to put in our minds to keep in order here. One, Simon, because of the crazy nature of what happened in the village with the, the battle, such as it was with Sherilyn, uh, and the fact that all of the residents of Argiston had seen it. So because of that, Simon may have been spotted by Manfred of Dovedane's agents. It's possible. Or at the very least, talk of this supernatural event and it being associated with Simon might get back to the city of Chiton, which is not very far away, uh, and might get back to Manfred. Is it likely? No, but it's possible, so that's why it's a threat. Uh, find Roland's remains and put him to rest is what we just discussed. Find a permanent solution to Sherilyn, as I said. Sherilyn cannot be destroyed permanently by Stonebolt. Edbert wants to find a more permanent solution. Now, Sherilyn wants Edbert to atone by standing trial in front of the Order for her death, which she blames him for. That is another thread here as well. Edbert does not want to do that because the Order of the Purifying Flame thinks that Edbert killed her on purpose and they have basically issued a warrant for his, like, death. So they will shoot on sight if they see him. So Edbert's in kind of a pickle here. He does not want to ever see those people again, frankly. He wants to find an alternate solution to end the haunting of Sherilyn on him. Will he or will he not? Who can say? He is certainly relieved for the moment and he has actually slept. He slept a full hour without being plagued by recurring nightmares of the incident in the mountains. Clear Simon's name to Manfred, that's Simon's personal goal, as well as uh, Arn is interested in helping now, because I think Arn feels that Simon had been maligned by Manfred. We don't know anything about the crime that he's accused of. We know it has something to do with a group of beggars in the city, but we don't know what that was. I have some ideas of what it might be, but eh, as always, the dice will determine. Sherilyn will return, angered. Yes, she will. She always does. She's like a bad cold. She keeps coming back and 
giving you mucus? No, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we find ourselves in the Black Oak Forest. It is several hours after our team has left our team, like it's Mission Impossible. After Simon and his gang, his gang, have left and gone into the forest, led by Morelay the Forester, who is, as I said, he's sort of a loner, alcoholic type, so he's always kind of sipping from the flask. I think my first question is, we know that they're going along Roland's old hunting trails that Morlay knows. It's very likely that the the bodies are somewhere deeper in the woods. They're not going to be right here. So I'm not even going to ask the chart if they find them right away because that doesn't make any sense. My question is the first date, does anything happen to them? Well, we're going to go by the old uh, mythic rules here and determine if that is the case. Archaeus Factor is currently at seven. So the scene setup is they are following Roland's old hunting trail to try and track down his remains. Is the scene altered or interrupted? Six, well, yes, the scene is interrupted. So they are making their way through the forest. They've been going for several hours. Remember that Roland here is a spirit, although he looks like a man. He sort of phases in and out of corporeality every now and then. It's, it's pretty off-putting to, I think, most of the group. Simon especially, this is his father, after all. But as they are making their way, what's the general weather? I love to do this, D20. Uh, whoa, it's a one, <laughs> okay. We are in summer, so I think a one means it's the worst possible weather it can be. There's a terrific thunderstorm going on. Rain is pouring down, the winds are howling. It is a dreadful day. I think this storm probably came on only a little while ago. Uh, there's no way Morley would have let them go into the woods under these conditions. So I think this storm came in out of nowhere, fast and furious. Lightning scorched the sky, thunder rolls across the treetops. Now they are protected from the majority of the, the, the ferocity of the storm because they're in the middle of this thick wood. However, they're gonna be soaked and, and, and the whole place is horribly muddy. Dangers of flash floods. Oh no, not again. We'll see. So let's see what happens. They are interrupted by something. The event focus on our table here is going to be 58. A PC negative. <laughs> okay, which PC? One to two, three to four, five to six. <laughs> Simon, of course. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't it happen to Simon? A PC negative happening to Simon. What happens to start us off? 88. Control. 75. Military. So he lo it's negative, so he loses control of something military. Oh, I think then this has something to do with his weapons or armor. The first thing that comes to my mind is they are going through this really, really thick oak forest, lots of underbrush, lots of running mud from, from overflowing rivers, overflowing streams in the forest. It's, again, it's the worst possible conditions for travel. So there's, it, it's super slow going, super hazardous. So as they're going along, I think that basically there is not, not exactly a flash flood, but there is a mudslide that happens as they're ascending a, a long root-ridden slope. And I think that the the, the hillside, the heavily forested hillside, gives away for a second, and the whole lot of them begin to scrabble for purchase on this horribly muddy hillside. Simon is in danger of losing Stone Bolt here. I'm going to give him an agility roll. If he succeeds with a raise, he's able to grab the crossbow and grab the side of the hill and secure himself against this mudslide. If he just has a regular success, he will save the crossbow, but he will go tumbling down the, the forested hill, getting battered and bruised on the way, possibly worse. If he fails, he loses the crossbow, it gets washed away into the woods and also gets knocked down. So let's see what happens here. 
Here we go. Does he succeed? He succeeds, but not with the race. So he gets washed away down the side of the mountain, but his hand clutches that crossbow. <laughs> he goes tumbling past his companions. He's gonna take, I don't think he's gonna take a wound, but he's definitely gonna be battered and bruised. I guess my question is, does he take an actual wound from this? I'm gonna say it's very unlikely that he takes a wound. Uh, 70, so no, he does not. But he is battered and bruised, which gives him a level of fatigue. For the rest of this day, he's gonna be basically a minus one to everything he does. Let's hope that they actually uh, don't encounter anything worse. So this is a setback and it takes a while for everybody to sort of gather up bits of gear that they've lost in this quick little mudslide, get back on their feet and navigate this treacherous, treacherous terrain. I think in fact, Morale uh, shouts out over the, the deluge. This hill is too dangerous. We will have to take another way around. It will slow us down. I hope you're not in a hurry. Yeah, and they all just kind of like nod at each other. I mean, what are they gonna do? So this is a setback and they do not make a lot more progress that day. They make camp that night. I think maybe Arn is out on watch, let's say. Edbert's kind of sleeping, so is Morley. Uh, has the weather improved? I think it's somewhat likely the weather's improved. That was a terrible storm that came out of nowhere. They don't tend to last forever. Has the weather improved? Zero two. Oh, look at that, uh, extreme yes. So not only has the weather improved, the storm came out of nowhere, drenched the forest and moved on. So by the time they get to their camp that night, the area is still saturated with water, still very muddy and unpleasant, but it's not actually raining or storming anymore. So the moon has come out, which they can barely see through the, the treetops. Again, Black Oak Forest, very, very thick forest and they're a full day in it now. Nonetheless, Morley, after having polished off another uh, a few <laughs> uh, shots of whatever uh, rot gut he's drinking, is now snoring contentedly away, as is Edbert, snoring contentedly away. And I think Simon looks at this and he's, he's actually, he, I mean, he's never seen this before. He's never seen, si he's never seen Edbert get a full night's sleep. In fact, I think Simon is basically like, he, he motions Arn over, Arn. When it comes to taking the next watch, I will take a double shift. But the next watch is Edbert's shift. Yes, I know. But look at him. And he's like, <laughs> he's completely out. He's completely out, snoring away. Perhaps you're right. We should let him get his first sleep in however long it's been. My thoughts exactly. Now at that moment, as Arn goes back out to patrol around, I think Simon's father, Roland, who's sitting staring at the fire, fully corporeal at this moment. I think his father has a moment of clarity. I mentioned that last episode about every now and then he must have moments of clarity because we determined that he was able to find out what happened to Simon in, in the current time. He's able to understand what happened to Simon. He was able to, uh, to discover that Simon is wanted in the city of Kitan by Manfred of Dubdane. Simon's father has these moments of clarity and I think he has one right now. Let's find out. I'm gonna say it's very likely he does and he does. He's sitting around the fire, staring into the fire. Simon is basically poking the fire with a stick. He's, he's huddled in his blankets, but he's kind of poking the fire a little bit to try and keep it going. And Simon's father, staring directly into the fire, suddenly looks up at Simon. Son, what did you do to gain the ire of this Manfred of Dovedane? Wait, you know about that? Yes, all the villagers were talking about it. So you know where you are, you know your circumstances. I know that you are accused of some crime, and I am certain you didn't do it. But what was the crime? 
Father, we can talk of my crimes later. What I want to know is, do you remember anything of the Temple of Thuzan? I remember escaping that place. I remember that foul necromancer doing terrible experiments on your mother. He encased her spirit into a creature in order to force her to do his bidding. Father, I should tell you what happened to Mother in the temple after you escaped. Mother was in fact encased in a terrible undead body of sorts, wrapped in ancient linens and commanded as some sort of automaton by Zirator. Our intercession, however, destroyed that body, and I can only hope that Mother's spirit has finally been able to ascend and find rest. Oh, that is very good news, Simon. I was able to track you following your wound. You were bleeding. Do you remember that? Yes, I remember that. I would ask you how it's possible that you were bleeding. I bleed because I am still here, Simon. I am still here and whole, at least some of the time. But quickly, son, please tell me what happened to you in the city of Kyson. Why is this Manfred after you? And is there anything I can do to help? Well, let's find out what happened specifically to Simon in the city of Kyson. Why is it that Manfred is after him? So we know that Manfred is a lord, a local lord. My idea on this is that we know it had something to do with beggars in the city. My initial idea is that the beggars were all being killed and Simon got fingered for it. Maybe the guy who was, you know, like there was a serial killer or something in the city killing beggars for whatever reason. And someone mistakenly fingered Simon for it. You know, let's do that. Let's see if that's the case. And if that's not the case, then we'll randomly determine what, what the crime is. But I think that's probably what happened. That's like the first thing that comes to my head. Well, we'll just call it 50-50. Was Simon mistaken for a serial killer that was out killing the beggars of the city that were under Manfred's charge. Like basically it would be, if Manfred's a local lord in the city, then maybe his his particular district or something was afflicted with this serial killer and, and they everyone believed that it was Simon that did it for whatever reason. Is that the case? 50-50, uh, 10, extreme yes. <laughs> well, father, I was in the city of Kyson about a year ago. I was doing little more than passing through, truth be told. There were murders happening in the city of beggars. The beggars were killed in a rather horrible way, were they? Was it some sort of weird ritualistic killing? I kind of want to get away from cult stuff, so maybe I'm going to say that's unlikely. 87, no. It definitely was not a ritual. It's definitely not some sort of cult that was killing uh, um, these beggars. They were killed for another reason, but it was a serial killer for sure. Someone was out there killing beggars for whatever reason, and Simon got blamed for it. I think, it's, I think it's simple. I think that he discovered the bodies like in an alley outside a tavern. And I think as fate would have it right at that moment, basically a couple of town guards walked by, saw him and basically said, you stop. Is that is that what happened? I think it's likely. That's what happened. 75, yes. So that is what happened. I was coming out of a tavern one night and I going into a back alley and I noticed the bodies of several dead beggars. When I stopped to investigate, a few town guard appeared and immediately suspected me of the crime. I tried to explain to them that I had nothing to do with their deaths, but these guards, these guards were clearly very frustrated with being unable to apprehend the true killer. When the guards tried to apprehend me, I fought back. In the struggle, 
I got the distinct sense that the guards were looking for any old scapegoat to take the fall. Since they could not find the real killer, they blamed me. They only wanted to appease their lord, Manfred of Dovedane, and say that they had finally caught the killer. And did he kill one of the guards accidentally? Did he make things worse for himself? Probably. We'll call it likely. Yeah, 17, it's, um... Oh, extreme, yes! So he killed one of the guards, and it was not good. He, he, he didn't want to. He didn't intend to kill him. It was an accident, but blades were drawn. One of the guards was dead, and Simon fled at that moment. So this Manfred now thinks that not only are you responsible for the death of these beggars for whatever reason, but you have now also assaulted and killed a member of the town guard. Yes, father. So they put a warrant out for my arrest, and I have not been to Kitan since. Although, and he sort of motions over to where Arn is patrolling the edge of the camp, Manfred put a bounty out on me. <laughs> Arn there is not the first bounty hunter to try and come after me. Manfred sent another group shortly before I came to Argiston. We bested them, but I fear there may be more. Then I think that you should find a way to clear your name. Would that I could, Father. Would that I could. But the only way to do that is to go back to Kitan and confront Manfred directly. Well, you have this Arn fellow. Surely he will vouch for you now that he is your friend. I believe he will, but I do not know if the word of one ex-bounty hunter is going to be enough to sway, Manfred. Well, in that case, it is clear what you must do. Is it? Is it? <laughs> you must find the killer yourself. Find evidence that it was he and not you that killed these beggars. Bring him to justice. I do not want to go anywhere near the city of Kitan again, Father. As you just said, there was another group of bounty hunters that came after you. If Manfred sent one group only a few days ago, he will send others. You will never be free of this. To be free of this burden. Aye, that I can understand. Can you understand why I want you to be free of your burden? Does he maintain his moment of clarity here? Or does he slip back into his sort of almost ghostly dementia? I think it's very unlikely that he maintains his clarity. Zero eight. Oh, he does. <laughs> Great. I know what is happening to me, Simon. I can see it when I look at my hand. I know what I am. I do not know why my spirit was not allowed to ascend to the heavens to be with the gods after your mother and I fell. But I want to be free of all of this. Son, I want to join her, if I can. What must I do? Morale is trying to take us to the location of your earthly remains. If we can find your body, will you be able to ascend? I don't know. I feel perhaps that is true. It is the only chance we have. Can you remember the way? It was an extreme yes in his remaining corporeal. So I think, yes, he does remember. Yes, Simon. We are on the right track. I recognize that twisted oak tree on the far side of the campsite. We go northeast for half a day and then turn right at the great black stone. We should come to a gorge in the earth where there was a rope bridge. It is the rope bridge that broke 
and caused your mother and I to fall to our fates. At the bottom of that gorge, that is where we will find our bodies. Then tomorrow we will make for that gorge with great haste. Perhaps in the morning you can help Moralei. Yes. Yes, I will remember. I will lead the way. And with that, Simon goes to sleep. In the morning, does Roland maintain a connection with the physical world, no matter how tenuous? I think it's going to get harder and harder for him to do that, so I'm going to call this no way. Does he maintain a connection? 83, he does not. So unfortunately, in the morning, Roland is once again sort of phasing in and out of corporeality. And when he wakes, Simon says to him, Father, are you ready to show us the way? The way to what, my son? To your remains, father, like we spoke of last night. My remains? I don't understand. Where are we? We're on a hunt, father. Come, let us get back to it. And they do. So, that ends that scene. I think, um... Simon was actually sort of largely in control of that scene. He, he learned a lot of very information, so I'm going to call that, we're going back down to Chaos Factor 6. Find Roland's remains to put him to rest. Well, we now know we've got very solid directions on how to do it. So I think in the morning, they're going to follow Roland's directions. So at the beginning of the new scene, do we have an interrupt or a altered scene? Chaos Factor, oh, seven. So, Chaos Factor just got down to six, so no. So at the end of the day, following Roland's directions, Morley doesn't have to roll, Simon Arn doesn't even have to roll. They have Simon's father's own directions to his own body. And they make their way through the woods. They find this large black stone set in the side of a hill that his father was talking about. They turn right, they continue down, and eventually towards the end of the day, they come to a gorge. The only difference here is that there's no, uh, there's no water at the bottom, it's just a dry gorge. The gorge is obviously deep enough to kill someone if they fall into it, so. Is it 50 feet? Uh, I'll call it likely. Is it 50 feet? 64, yes it is. So it's a 50 foot gorge thereabouts. It's completely overgrown at the bottom. Lots of fallen wood, trees, logs, debris. I think it's quite overgrown down there. Lots of rocks and stones. I mean, it's a dry riverbed essentially that's had many, many years of overgrowth obscuring it. So I don't think when they when they look to it, and it's towards the end of the day, but I don't think it's, it's sunset quite yet. So there is still some afternoon light filtering in. As they get to this bridge, Simon's father again, still out of it. I think we determined that Roland and his wife fell to their deaths on a, on a patch of life-giving herbs. So I think maybe he can see some of those flowers sticking out from the, uh, that have grown up from underneath the underbrush. Son, this place is familiar to me. They are gonna have to climb down because there's no other way down. Do they have enough rope to safely get everybody down? I think there's a good chance that they do. They're pretty well kitted out and they have Morley with them. And Morley knew that they were going into the woods. He knew this track, so he would have known about this gorge. I gotta say, it's it's somewhat likely on Case Factor 6 that they have enough supplies to safely get down rope and things like this. 59, they do. They have all the time in the world. The question is, do they get interrupted by anything? Uh, I really have no idea, so I'm gonna roll 50-50 on this. Do they get interrupted on the way down by anything sort of bad? Yes, they do. What is the nature of the thing that interrupts them? 91. Pursue, 49, pursuit of failure. Ha, okay. I think what happens is as they're making their way down the gorge, 
They're using mostly Morales supplies. He would have said to them, yes, I will make sure we have everything we need, the rope and climbing supplies, everything. But I think maybe due to the nature of who Morales is, I think maybe that he hasn't really tended the rope particularly well. And I think that as they are climbing down, that ill-tended rope breaks. Mm. It fails, if you will. <laughs> they are climbing down this 50-foot gorge, down towards this patch. Something interrupts them, and it's a hazard. The rope breaks. Who is on the rope when it happens? Let's say, like, let's, let's determine the order of who's going down first. I think Simon's going to go down first. I think Arn will go after him. Who is it that is on the rope when it breaks? One, two, three, four, five. Arn. So Simon has already gotten down. He's, he doesn't have to make a climbing roll. He's got all the time in the world. But as Arn is coming down, there's this creak. And right where the rope is sort of going over the edge of the, of the gorge, it begins to rub back and forth on a bit of jagged stone. And the rope begins to fray. Which means that as Arn is climbing down the side of this gorge, the rope breaks and he goes tumbling down. Does he get a chance to grab himself in time? I am gonna give him a climbing roll at minus two. Mmm, because I'm a bastard. Ooh. But it's a minus two because it takes him totally by surprise. Snap, wow! Does he get a chance to grab some part of the rock before he goes spinning down the gorge, perhaps to meet the same fate as Roland and his wife? Six, <laughs> thank goodness. One, seven. It's not a raise, but it is a success. So he does not land like a cat <laughs> on his feet. The rope breaks, he goes spinning down, but he's able to just, you know, shred his leather gloves on the jagged sides of the rock wall, but able to slow his descent as he goes down to the bottom. Gah! Lands basically at Simon's feet. Oh, oh no, you're all right. He rushes over to him. Yeah, Simon pulls himself up from the ground. I am all right. But now there is no safe way down the gorge. Edbert puts his head over the gorge. Hey, you two are right down there? Yes, yes, Edbert. We don't have enough rope for the rest of us to come down. You're on your own there. Well, they search around for those herbs that are growing up from the underbrush. Gonna give them notice rolls. I think the remains are totally covered up. So I'm gonna give it a minus one. If he succeeds with a raise, they find it immediately. If he succeeds normally, they find it, but they might be interrupted. And if he fails, they still find it, but they are definitely interrupted by something bad. Simon rolls a four, a success. So they do find the body, but they possibly are interrupted. We'll come back to them in a second. Simon and Arn are searching around when Simon sees those flowers of this life-giving herb. He runs over and he begins to clear away the bracken and debris. Arn, come over here, help me move this log. Move a log, a fallen log aside. And there, overgrown with moss, shoots of plants growing through the rib cage there, he can see two skeletons. The remains of his parents. Shoots of vines and plants growing up through the socket of the one of the skulls. And Simon sees this, collapses to his knees, because he's seeing the remains of his parents. And he looks up, and Roland is looking down. Roland is still out of it, as we determined. Whose remains are those? <sighs> he looks at Arn. Arn, I think in order for this to work, we need to get both my father and Morale down here. Yeah, but how? 
the rope is broken. Morley, can you climb? Can I climb? I don't know, I will have to ask the fetch out. <laughs> yes, he can. Yes, I can climb. You wish me to go down there with no rope? Eh. Uh, he's been drinking too all day a little bit, so I think he's a little out of it. Uh, what good can I do down there? Moral aid is important that you come down here with my father. Father, you and Moral aid have to come down here. There's something you need to see. I'm not much of a climber anymore, son. I'm far too old for all of that sort of nonsense. I'll just wait here. Father, you must come down. He's going to try and persuade his pa. Come down here. Which he has. Persuasion. A d4. <laughs> persuade his father to come down to fail. Can Arn try? He does have persuasion as well. I'm going to give him minus one because Simon just failed. So it makes sense. Roland. Simon is right. There are things down here that only you can help us with. We need your expertise. He's also got a d4. Five minus one is four. That's a success. Very well. I will come down with Moralee. They have to climb down now with no rope or anything. Before we get to that, we know that Simon is, inter is possibly interrupted by something. So as Roland and Moralee are coming down, is Simon and Arn, are they interrupted by anything? 50-50, chaos factor six. Are they interrupted by anything sort of baddish? 68 on 65, they are not. I kind of thought something bad was gonna happen here. They're not interrupted by anything down here, but does Morley and the father get down safely? Again, they're not in a big rush because nothing's interrupting uh, Simon and Arn. I think that they're gonna just go very slow. And what happens to a ghost if he falls anyway? <laughs> It's not like he can die. <laughs> I'm gonna call it. Do they get down without incident? Somewhat likely. 66 is a success. However, we do have a random event. So they will get down successfully as they're climbing down. We have a random event. The event focus is 83, ambiguous event. Okay, this is one event that doesn't necessarily directly affect our characters in any bad or, or good way. It's just sort of a, a thing that happens, almost an atmospheric event. And we have 14, abandon. 100, abandon information. I think that just means that once Roland gets down to the bottom of the gorge and goes up to the body, there is nothing left on that body that would help him immediately twig, oh yeah, that's that's me, right? Like there's no, you know, like I was thinking originally, maybe there's like the remains of, uh, like the, the little rotted remains of like a leather vest with certain stitching on it that he would recognize as, oh, that was mine or something like that. But no, it's a random event, ambiguous, uh, abandoned information. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in the bodies. So basically this is not gonna help. This is not gonna help them to try and convince Roland that this is him. It's not gonna hurt either, because it's an ambiguous event, it's not a negative event, but it's not going to help them. So Roland comes down, and he looks at these bodies, Edbert, alone, up top, sort of looking around. They sort of gather around the, the skeleton. Father, do you know who that is? The skeletons of some unfortunate individuals, they probably fell from up top by the look of it several years ago. Father, these remains are yours. What are you talking about, son? Father, try and remember. Please. You remembered last night. You remembered about me in the present. You remembered what happened to you and mother in the temple of Thurzan. You must recognize what this is. I, 
I do not know what you're referring to, but you are scaring me, son. Morale, please. Roland. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but you are dead, my friend. Dead? No, that's impossible. I'm right here. I'm in front of you. Father, you died over ten years ago. You fell from the top of this bridge. You and Mother both, you have to remember. The only way you can find rest is by admitting that you understand that this skeleton is you. How is this going to work? I think that Simon and Morley have to convince Roland that he's dead. We know that. We know that's the objective. Morley is going to do a persuade roll. If he succeeds, that's going to help Simon. For every success and raise he gets, he's going to help Simon. So what does, how, how does it, how well does it work? It doesn't work at all. Roland, please, you must listen to me. Your spirit is wandering the world when it should be away from this place. It should be in the heavens. You must admit this is you. <sighs> Morale, you're talking madness. I will not hear any more of this. Father, please. Morale is telling the truth. You must admit the truth. Simon has to persuade him. He has to persuade him. <sighs> Even a simple success will do. But I think, yeah, I think Morley tried. It failed, so he's not going to help him. He's not going to hinder him either. Yeah. Persuasion roll. Five is a success. Father, he takes his hand. Phasing in and out. Reality. Hunkers down to the body. And he takes his hand and he goes to put it on the skeleton. Roland flinches back, but Simon, please, Father, please trust me. And Roland allows Simon to put his hand on the skeleton. And as soon as that happens, as soon as his hand touches the bones, his own bones, everything comes flooding back to him. The hunting trip, the rope bridge snapping, the wife clinging onto the side, him desperately trying to bring her back up, the two of them going tumbling down and breaking their bodies on this rocky patch of life-giving herbs. The puff of pollen as it comes up and interferes with their death right on that moment, unmooring their spirits from their bodies, but preventing the spirits from ascending. Everything comes back to him. The memory of the Temple of Thurzan, the memory of his wife being experimented on and trapped inside that mummy body. And he looks at Simon. I know now. I know. What happened here? Yes, Father. He removes his hand from the skeleton. He stands up with Simon. He embraces his son, looks him directly in the eye. For me, the hunt is over. Thank you for freeing me. His body even now beginning to turn into ethereal, soft strands that begin to waft up on the breeze. You have helped me, my son. Relieve my soul. Now let me help you. Go to Guyton. Clear your name. Do not allow yourself to be haunted by this accusation any longer. And he vanishes. And that brings that thread to an end. Meanwhile, up top, I have a question about Edward as he's watching this whole thing and sort of keeping an eye out to make sure that nothing untoward happens. Is this the moment 
where Sherilyn makes her return. He is separated from the group. If Sherilyn is at all around, she would see him vulnerable, alone. Is this the moment where Sherilyn returns angered? 50-50, <laughs> Chaos Factor 6. 96 extreme, no, she does not. She is not coming back for a while. Hmm. A couple of days later, Simon and his friends arrive back in Argostan. They sit around the table, eating a simple broth. Simon sits at the table, silent, contemplating, toying with a sample of the life-giving herb that he had clipped from the patch of ground at the bottom of the gorge. Well, Simon, you have done it. You have put your father to rest. How does it feel? <sighs> I am saddened, but glad as well. And I am glad that you were there to do it with me, both of you. On, Edbert, truly I could not have done this without you. I have fulfilled my vow to you, Simon. But there is the matter of my own honor. I hunted you under false pretenses because I believed that Manfred of Tavdane knew the truth. He did not. And you will not be able to go anywhere in these lands, your own homelands, without always being hunted and pursued by Manfred's bounty hunters. Take your father's advice. Find evidence of this killer, this real killer and bring it to Manfred. And what of you, Edbert? Will you join us? Sherilyn's coming back eventually, Simon. And when she does, I'm gonna need your help to be able to deal with her. We will find a way to purge you once and for all of this haunting. Aye, I'll come with you. It will be dangerous, Simon. Manfred of Dovedane is a powerful noble with many friends and contacts and a great deal of money. We can assume that to be true because the amount of bounty hunters he's paid to go after Simon. Very well. Get some rest. Pack your gear. For in the morning we go to Kitan. And one way or another, I will find a way to clear my name. Thanks so much for watching. And as always, if you enjoy the show, please do hit like and subscribe. And we will see you next time on the next episode of Me, Myself, and Die.